This is the Significant Man Recharge Show. I'm your host, Warren Peterson, and welcome to the 5-Minute Friday. There are many men I know who have followed the traditional path and done what they thought they were supposed to do with this life. These men went to college, got a degree or two or three, got a job, bought a house, and they're earning lots of money. And these men are empty inside. They lie in bed wondering if this is all there is, and they wake up anxious about what's next. And then they think the solution is to find the one, to find that single special woman who can become his wife and who will complete him. But after marriage, he still doesn't have that true inner peace. They have fun times together, but something is missing. So they think it's time to have children, and that's what happens next. Now he's followed through the path fully. He's got the job, a house, a great wife, kids, and yet he still has that emptiness. He's still not experiencing true contentment. So sometimes he'll work longer hours or add a second career in order to earn more money, hoping that will work. But if it does, it's only temporary at best. I know many men with this story, and helping them is part of why I started Significant Man Ministries. In Hebrews 13.5, there's a powerful verse. It says, Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. That's so powerful, but it can be so challenging at the same time. The world will reply back that you do need more money. You have to earn more money and then more and then more. And you actually never can have enough money. You have to keep earning more. Now, there are several parts of this one verse. First is the straightforward command to never love money. Loving money itself is a fast way to falling into the trap of money becoming a false idol. And that can be a powerful false idol for lots of men to break free from. The second part of this verse is the command to be satisfied with what you have. And this part can be much more challenging for some. We might agree to not love money, but be satisfied with what we have. That can be tougher. What about all the things that I want to buy and do? What about having a bigger house or a better house or a second house or having a serious retirement fund or the new car that I want, the new truck that I want, all these things I want to do, they need money. So I am not satisfied, but we have to recognize that there's a reminder in this verse as well as those two commands. The reminder is that God will never fail you and he'll never abandon you. I find it significant that this reminder is directly connecting to the command to not love money and be content with what you have. I think it's God reminding you and me that he understands how strong that pull of money can be. I think it's him encouraging you and me with the fact that no matter how much we might have, he loves you. He loves me. He's there. You could have an abundance in your bank account or no bank account at all. And you could be satisfied with the knowledge that God is there for you and he loves you. You could live in a cardboard box or in a big house. It doesn't change the fact that God loves you and he's there for you. This second part is critical to remember in all situations, and especially in those times when you're not feeling content with what you currently have. Jesus is with you. The presence of Jesus changes everything, and only his love and example can truly fill that empty hole inside. No amount of worldly wealth will be enough. No amount of stuff is ever going to be enough to create the contentment that you seek. And on the other hand, when you have contentment with Christ, the lack of wealth doesn't take it away. Now, another passage I want to mention is from 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 through 8. We read, yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. 
After all, we brought nothing when we came into this world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. And as a quick addition, there's a warning in verse 9. It reads like this, But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Now, a lot of people know the passage, the statement that we brought nothing when we came into the world and we can't take anything with us when we leave. But how often do we really sit and let this whole thing sink in? How often do we step back and realize that contentment itself is great wealth? And we say that we know we can't bring anything with us when we die, but how come we spend so much time chasing after accomplishments or possessions then? The reality is that if we have enough food, if we have enough clothing to cover our basic human needs, then we have enough. That doesn't mean we have everything and anything we ever want to eat at all times, or that we have every type of clothing that we want for every situation. Rather, it means that we have enough. And when we can learn to be content in that reality, we have an inner strength that's uncommon in this world. It's not just being satisfied with what you have. It's strength of being content in Christ and in what he has done for you and what it means for your soul. When you have that kind of contentment, then you have contentment that lasts. And if you want to be around a small group of men who do talk about the real issues of life, then you need to head over to significantman.com and check out the Basecamp experience. It's a powerful event for married Christian fathers over four days and three nights here in the Colorado mountains. Now, before you go, please subscribe to the show and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Five stars is, of course, the desired number of stars. Your ratings and reviews help others to find the show, so thank you for that. All right, enjoy the next show, guys. Oh,